the problem with positive thinking. The concept of positive thinking is one of the better ideas to come out of the self-help literature of the century. It is one of those potentially life-changing concepts, however, which sometimes seems to work better in theory than it does in practice. If you were to walk down the street today and ask the next 10 people that you meet, do you believe in positive thinking? Most of them would say yes. Some would say, I think it's a great idea. It doesn't work for me, but I know it works for other people. Positive thinking should work for everyone. But if it should, why doesn't it? Literally millions, millions of people have been helped by reading the great books on thinking positively. Maybe many of those people, when they wanted to solve problems in their lives, turned to the pages of the books to find encouragement and solutions. And they found that they were looking for. I first read Dr. Peel's great book, The Power of Positive Thinking, when I was 16 years old. And like many other of the book's readers, I found it was a book to be read more than once. When I discuss positive thinking, what's right about it and what isn't, in seminars and training programs, I am invariably challenged by someone in the audience who is devoted believer in the concept. How could I possibly question something that is so clearly positive? After all, don't I teach a form of positive thinking myself? The answer is that the popularly accepted form of positive thinking is an excellent concept that goes a long way toward helping people readjust their thinking and do better in their lives. It is one of the answers to helping us affect the major change in our lives. Almost. It takes us most of the way, but not quite all of the way. That is like jumping 90% of the way across a chasm. We almost make it to the other side. But just making a decision to never again think negatively and for the rest of our lives think positively. While it may work for a time, it can't last indefinitely. Why? Because the mental program which was already set up in our subconscious mind is the old kind of programming the kind that is pre-programmed to disbelieve new information which does not agree with the information already stored in the subconscious mind if you tell yourself that from today onwards you will never again think negatively without at the time giving yourself a specific soon slip back into the comfortable old habit of thinking negatively. That is why the decision to be a positive thinker is so often short-lived. It seems to be a great idea at the time, but too often it doesn't keep on working. I have known people who have become completely disillusioned.
delusioned about believing in anything positive simply because they wanted to believe tried positive thinking for a while and then stopped their old program literally stopped it from working when it didn't work their disappointment led to the conviction that positive thinking is for dreamers not for them but positive thinking could work and can work if the negative thoughts we are told to avoid are immediately replaced with the opposite your mental your mental apartment <laughs> hey check this out you're gonna want to pay attention you're gonna want to hear this te vas a mayor hermano te vas a quedar en shock you're gonna love this so this is Joey and you're listening to In The Jar jarring jaggerific jartastic for your mind put it in a jar <laughs> today we're talking about your mental apartment so imagine for a moment a mental apartment the place you live with your thoughts that mental apartment is furnished with everything you think about yourself and the world around you it is furnished with your thoughts much of the mental furniture in this mental apartment is hand me down furniture it is the old negative way of thinking which was handed down to us from our parents our friends our teachers and everyone else who has been helping us program our subconscious minds they gave us the furniture which we have kept and which we use in our mental apartment Imagine that most of that furniture are negative thinking because it was a hand-me-down furniture. It's weary with age. The old tattered sofa is sagging and swirling. The chairs are broken and shaky, ready to fall apart if sat in too heavily. The pictures hanging crookedly from the walls are yellowed and faint. The kitchen table leans at an angle, the dishes chipped and cracked no cup has a handle long since broken away coils of bed springs show through rusted and bent the row on the rug on the floor is more patches and holes than it is rug in these furnishings a strong new piece of furniture some positive thought would seem out of place but through here and there there might be a sturdy piece of furniture to They are too overrun in the clutter to be noticed at all. Now, let us say that I agree to come over into your home, this mental apartment, and help you get rid of all of your old furniture. I tell you that I am going to help you get rid of your old negative thinking once and for all. So at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon, I arrive and we begin to carry all of your hand-me-down furniture outside and we store it in the garage. We remove every piece, every dish, every rug, table, bed, sofa, and chair. We take out every old negative self-belief and store it away. Safely out of sight, by 6 o'clock that evening, we have finished. And I leave. After I leave, you stand in the middle of your mental apartment. It is empty and spotless.
There is not a negative thought, not a sofa, a picture, a book, or a chair in sight. You look around you and think, this is great. I've gotten rid of all my negative thinking. Now I can be a positive thinker. That's at 6 o'clock, you stand around, walk around your mental apartment, and then stand around some more a little later in that evening after spending an hour or two with nothing but yourself in an empty apartment. What do you suppose you will do? You'll go out into the garage where that old furniture is stored and get a chair. A little later, you will make another trip to the garage and bring a table and maybe a dish or two. We are the most comfortable with the thoughts. We have lived with the most. It makes us no difference if those thoughts aren't the best for us. It's what we know. It's what we are most secure in keeping by our side. By 9 o'clock, you may even have retrieved the trusty old TV. One by one, you will begin to bring your old trusted and time-worn negative thoughts back into your mental apartment. Why? Because when I helped you remove the old furniture, I didn't give you any new furniture to replace it with. I didn't give you any positive new thoughts to replace the negative old thoughts. When you decide to stop thinking, negatively and do not have an immediate new positive vocabulary to replace the old, you will always return to the comfortable old negative self-talk of the past. If you got rid of old furniture and stored it in the garage and you had no new furniture to replace it with, if I were to visit you again in three weeks, you would have it all of your furniture back in your apartment. You'll probably have rearranged it to make it look different, but it would be the same old shit, the same old programming you had in the first place. So instead, let us say that I knock on your door and ask you to come outside. There stands a shiny new delivery truck full of the most beautiful furniture you have ever imagined. For the next two or three hours, I help you carry all of the beautiful new furniture, your positive new self-talk into your mental apartment. And in this time, we don't store the old negative furniture. In the garage, we pile it up in a huge pile and set a match to it. Get rid of it. We don't give your old furniture to someone else. Don't pass along your negative self-talk to someone else. After all, that's how you got it in the first place. This time when I leave, walk through your mental apartment and look around you. What an incredible sight meets your eyes. What once was a place of tattered hopes and broken down dreams is now filled with the bright new beginnings of an exciting new you. It's an exciting new you. The new mental furniture stands on the sturdy legs of self-assurance. You have replaced frustration and quiet resignation with the enthusiasm of promise and belief. That is how positive thinking should work. That is the difference between just believing in positive thinking and actually creating it in your life. It is fine to throw out the old. It is essential, but it is also essential to replace the old with a new, new word-for-word 
thought by thought. The problem has been that in the past, no one gave us the words. No one gave us the word for word vocabulary that we needed to replace the negative programming we had learned so well. The right thing, the right kind of self-talk is the key to making all positive thinking work. Without it, for most of us, positive thinking becomes wishful thinking. And wishful thinking is nothing more than saying to yourself, I wish I could, but I can't. And I can't. Is level one of self-talk the kind of that works against us? The concept of positive thinking remains an exciting and worthwhile way to think better, live better, and feel better about ourselves on its own. It will work for a time coupled with the right words, especially activating, accumulating, directing words of self-talk. It can work for a lifetime. If we want to find a method for our minds that helps us reach our goals, we've got to find that method which doesn't sound good. It has to work. It has to keep working. If it doesn't, we fall short of our mark. And we wonder why things don't go right for us. Wanting to be positive, thinking is it enough. Making the decision to have a positive attitude isn't enough. The brain says, give me more, give me the words, give me the directions, the commands, the picture, the schedule, and the results you want, then I will do it for you. Give me the words. You're going to want to pay attention. You got to hear this. You're going to flip. You're going to faint. The back out and chuck. Ay, Dios mío. Hey. This is Joey, and you're listening to In The Jar. Jarring, jaggerific, jartastic for your mind. Just put it in a jar. Today, we're talking about internal versus external motivation. And how internal motivation is the only one that lasts. So... How about being your own motivator? How about taking charge and putting yourself back in control? You can, just by learning that all true motivation, the only kind that lasts, the only kind you can count on is internal motivation. Imagine a coach that stayed with you season after season and every day in between. Imagine not needing to wait for someone else to get you charged up and moving. Imagine being able to rely on yourself to always automatically and unconsciously energize your spirit, focus your attention, and keep you in tune, on top, in touch, and going for it. Can you imagine never again needing someone else to prod or push you into activating your very best efforts your own internal coach is waiting to do just that it is your best friend your closest ally your strongest believer it will show you the best in yourself and help you achieve it it will help you by giving you direction put purpose in your stride strengthen your will and give you the unquestioned belief it is loyal to the end it is the coach that never goes home it is the ultimate motivator it will never fail you and it cannot miss you